Now this kid was struggling to go to school. He was struggling to wake up. Regular kid, a nice kid. Shachros was becoming a problem. So I advised the father and mother. I said, you know what? Tell him like this. Tell him that he should get up Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. He could sleep as long as he wants. He can miss the whole morning. And after lunch, go to school one o'clock from Mincha and second day. You tell them he's not feeling well. He should know Sunday and Monday I can push myself because it's two days. Tuesday I'm off. Wednesday and Thursday and Friday the same thing. So when they came to me, he was falling apart. Sunday he didn't get up. Monday he got up. Tuesday he didn't get up. Wednesday he didn't get up. Every day he couldn't fight because it's every day. It doesn't stop. He needed a break. And then he started getting up Sunday and Monday. Tuesday he got up later. He davened at home. He went to yeshiva. Wednesday he got up early, Thursday he got up late, Friday he got up later, whatever. Actually, Friday he pushed himself a lot because it's a short day anyway. And it solved the problem without pushing him, without breaking him. And he was in yeshiva at the end of the month more than the other way. Go with the child, figure it out. It was too much for him every single day to wake up. So fine, you push yourself Sunday, Monday, knowing Tuesday have a break. Sometimes you have to lose in order to gain. Sometimes you have to lose a battle in order to win a war. And there was no pressure from mom and dad. They won't come up with a smile. I always say, when you wake up your kids, you say, hi, I'm here to wake you up for you. Once it becomes, I got to get you out of bed. Why aren't you getting in bed? And it becomes your agenda. You're against him. Go in as him. The night before, say, you want me to wake you up tomorrow for school? Yeah. Okay. You come in the morning. I'm working for you. When my kids were young, so there was a stage where they started coming to shul. So there was a stage where I would start saying, so you want to come with me to shul tomorrow? And they could say yes. They could say no. Nine, 10, 11. After the bar mitzvah, I never changed. They would go to sleep Friday night or I was going to sleep Friday night. I said, you want to come to shul with me tomorrow? What do you mean? They're 13, they're 14, they're 15, they're 18, they're 20. You want to come with me to shul tomorrow? And they would have a choice. And if and sometimes they would go, no. I'm like, okay, don't. I'm kidding. They should know that I'm not representing shul. I'm, I'm here to work for you. You want to go? I'll help you go. You don't want to go? Stay home. Kids don't fall apart when you let them. They appreciate when you're on, the, on their side. You have to understand psychology. And especially when the kids are young, you got to be smarter than them. I see some parents fighting with little kids and the parents' brains all go away and they become on the level of the child. And they become petty and small like children. It's crazy. You're an adult. You can't outsmart an eight-year-old. I see teachers doing the same thing. They're teaching eight or 10 years old or 12 years old. They become the maturity level in some ways of the 12-year-old. They start becoming petty. You know, you did that. Oh, now I'm not doing that. Like, rise above it. You're the adult. Teach them how to have a rachom, chanun, erechapayim. Teach them, teach them, I'm going to give you, you really don't deserve this, but I really like you. And I'm going to give it to you anyway. Wow. It's a great story. It's in Raising Royalty. I don't remember the name of the Mechanach. But he went ahead and he called over a kid. He said, I really need to punish you and send you out of the class. But I don't want to embarrass you. And the truth is, by the way, you have no right to embarrass a kid just because you're a teacher or a parent. So he said, I I don't want to embarrass you. So I'm going to, you go back to your seat. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to call you over. I'm going to say, please get me a tea. So he's going to look good in front of the friends. Teacher's pet. Teacher is saying, the Rebbe is saying, please get me a tea. Godless. 
I want you to go outside for 10 minutes, come back with a tea. You got punished, nobody needs to know. He's being shomer, protecting on the, on the self-esteem of the child. I have to punish you, I don't need to embarrass you, and I don't need to degrade you. The kid got the punishment, learned his lesson, and also learned other lessons. Learned how to treat somebody, how not to degrade somebody. Learned so many lessons. The Chazanish says, when you yell at your kid in anger, let's say they talk during davening, or they're not paying attention, you teach them two things. One is the lesson that they're not allowed to talk during davening, and the other lesson is that you're allowed to get angry. And which one do you think they're going to remember? That you're allowed to get angry. How do you teach a kid that you're allowed to get angry? You're not allowed to get angry. Well, you get angry at your kids. What are you teaching them? They remember, I'm allowed to get angry. Oh, only, you think they're going to realize, only if you're a mommy or a daddy or a machanach, then you're allowed to get angry? No. They see anger is okay. No. The Nesiva Shalom brings down the Gemara that we all know, Kal HaKayis Ki'ilu Oivet Avoy you're showing him anger is like idol worship and you're allowed to do it if you're a mommy and if you're a daddy. You're allowed to do some idol worshiping and says in the Siva Shalom, and how could you believe that you can do during doing your idol worship? You can do You're never allowed to punish when you're upset or angry. You're punishing while you're while you're Bowing to to idols, you're gonna do chinuch now, and it's gonna come out. You're gonna have staff to shmaya. Never. You always have to remember all of these things, and with that, we can raise healthy children. We can raise royalty.